So my first question for you, I, I feel like a couple years ago, uh, we, we were hearing about all the fast food restaurants. They were introducing these impossible burgers and beyond burgers and all these meat substitutes. I have friends who do it. Uh, Sidekick Harrison, our producer, is a vegetarian as well. But overall, for the public, I, I feel like it's it's still not as popular. It was just kind of a craze for about a year. Is that accurate, or are we starting to see more people switch to the vegetarian options? Uh, you know, that's an excellent question, and and the answer is not a simple yes or no. Um, you know, there. Uh, the, the products that they're making, the Impossible Burgers, the Beyond Burgers, and then there's a, a whole bunch of brands beyond that, are getting better all the time. So if you tried it once, four or five years ago, three years ago, and you were like, eh, this doesn't quite hit the mark, you might want to try it again because they've reformulated and they're continuing to improve these things. On the other hand, there's just a whole subset of people who, who tried it because they were curious and, and they're just not all that interested. Maybe at some point down the road, if their doctor, you know, advises them to change their diet in some way, uh, that they might come to rely on this. On the other hand, a whole bunch of your younger consumers are coming up and they're glomming on to these products at a very early age and they love them and they would prefer to have that instead of conventional meat in their diet. And, uh, you know, they may not be full vegetarian or vegan, but they are, your, your younger consumers uh, are going to be much more open to the wide variety of all of meat substitutes that are available on the on the market. Are uh, alternative meats are, are are they better for you, and are they better for the environment? Well, again, I wish there was a simple answer to that, and there <laughs> sort of isn't, um, because uh, you know uh, people. It, it depends on what your priority is when you're looking at your health and your diet and stuff, because, you know, if you, if you buy a steak at the store and you look at the ingredient list, the ingredient list is going to be one word. It's going to be beef. So, I mean, you don't get a cleaner label than that. Uh, and an alternative meat product is just by definition, something that gets put together in a recipe with a bunch of different ingredients. And so you've got a pretty long ingredient list. Um, in particular, in order to make sure that these alternative substitutes are, uh, are juicy enough to sort of, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, with scratch that itch for kind of that juicy burger umami sort of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, they they usually have to add a lot of sodium because that binds with the water and keeps it juicy, which is something that conventional meat doesn't have. So if you're on a low sodium diet, eh, probably not the best choice at this point. You mentioned the ingredients. Uh, how are these products made? I've always been curious that, you know, it's like, hey, this is chicken, but it's not really chicken, but it still kind of tastes like chicken. How is that possible? How are these products made? Um, well, it's, you know, they say uh, if everybody, if anybody went through a slaughterhouse, they'd be an automatic vegetarian. And I also say if you, if you actually saw the powders and the things and the mixers that put this stuff together, it it isn't that appetizing to watch, frankly. Um, but it, what it you know it's it's what it says on the on the ingredient list. You've got you know some sort of plant protein. It's soy or it's pea or it's chickpea or something, and that has been powdered. And then they will add um, liquids and fats and things to it to get the right uh, to get the right texture. And they mix it all up, um, and then it is it is baked in a certain way, um, and 
it, the, 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 plant, the, the plants themselves, when you're, I mean, when you're going through the factory, it, it, it smells very grainy, like kind of a bakery. Uh, an alt meat plant has a lot more in common with a bakery and all those dry ingredients than with an actual meat plant, which is a very wet place to be doing to be doing work. And then the flavors, literally, they've taken all these flavors and scents and things, and they've figured out what the molecules are that replicate them, and then they, they add these flavors to it. Hmm. So you can uh, taste some, something will taste like chicken, and nothing ever chicken-related ever got close to it. They just replicated the molecule that created that flavor. We're talking with Lisa Keith from Alt Meat. Uh, these alternative uh, proteins, Lisa, how does, mm-hmm. how does that affect uh, the agricultural landscape. Well, it's it's changing. Um, you know, uh, a lot of in this country in particular, we just we grow a lot of soy, and soy is is the plant that we generally uh, it generally goes into these into these products, and that we've been doing it for years, so it's a pretty well known commodity. You farmers, there is a lot of theory now behind making sure that you rotate your crops uh, in different ways so that, your, that the soil isn't depleted uh, because you're just growing one type of crop. And so a lot of farmers, I think, are looking into adding yellow pea in particular uh, to the rotation. Um, but I think that there's a lot of science that's still getting worked out in terms of how do we both make sure that there's enough plant protein in the supply chain, but at the same time, we're not robbing the soil of all of its of all of its good minerals and and good stuff 